Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a beautiful afternoon, and just welcome, welcome, welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am so glad that you have joined in with us on today. Hopefully, you are having a beautiful day, whether you're listening to us live or joined in with the archive broadcast. We are having a phenomenal time today. The gorgeous day. We're in Miami today and getting ready and prepared for the Covenant Daughters Skilled and Season Women's Retreat Cruise that will start on tomorrow. And I am super, super excited about that and just knowing that the Spirit of the Living God will be out on the high seas with us and flowing from heart to heart and breast to breast and refreshing and reviving. The women of God, hallelujah, we're excited. We are excited. Well, today um, we have a couple of topics that we're going to deal with. The Lord had placed in my heart as I was setting up the show, um, dealing with what you do when life does not flow in your planned destiny. You know, we always um, set ourselves and our sights on specifics and things that we want to accomplish in life. And life does not always flow according to our plans. Um, they, there's a, a old joke out there that says you want to make God laugh, tell him what your plans are. Um, and to a great degree, that could be very, very true. Well, my sister um, Tanya will be joining us shortly, and she had a topic of are you living life for Christ or just existing through Christ, um, which I thought was, was very interesting and actually kind of ties in with the, other, um, with, the, with the other topic in the fact that um, God has already predestined and preplanned our lives, but he also is so, so blessed 
um, in giving us the freedom of thought and the freedom of choice so that in what we do, um, we still have the ability to make choices to align ourselves with what his his plans for us are or if we just want to strike out there and, and do our own thing. So the two really kind of tie in with each other. But I'm going to give my funny man, Mr. D.L. Henry, an opportunity to greet you right quick because I know he's on the road today, and I'm grateful that he has taken the time to join us. Hey there, sir. Yeah, grace and peace be unto you. Yes, on this road, this long trip back, I'm excited about being with you. I just didn't know how this thing was going to act as so much interference when I'm out here on the road. And so I wanted to say that, but I did mm-hmm. want to call in and say hello to the people. You know, it was a family reunion this weekend, so I'm in North Carolina. And so I tell you, we ah. had a blessed time. You were oh, wait, there wait, wait, wait. I have one them. question. One question. Did you sing? Yes, I did. I know your mother wanted you to sing at the family reunion, so you did sing, huh? Yeah, yes, I did, and um, she, it was so funny because she did a a little play, um, a little skit, and so um, you know, uh, it was her, my uncle and her, and he was like this alcoholic out in the street. And uh, she, uh, and so the scene was how I set the scene up for you. And so he was an alcoholic out in the street, and she was praying for her brother, um, and asking the Lord to please touch him. And of course, I come in singing, though the storms keep on raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the night. From day, and so that that's the song I sung. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. All right. Hello. I love that song. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. here. I love that oh, song. Okay. Definitely. And okay. so we had a good time. And then I, I was thinking about uh, what you just talking about about predestined, and um, that's what the we was all the whole family went to church today. And uh, that's what the the pastor was talking about, was talking about, you know, there's a plan for your life, Mm -hmm. but there's also a plot Mm -hmm. against your life. And so he was talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, the plan, the person, the plot, and the performance. And he talked about how before you was even here on earth, how you were predestined, how God had already set forth a plan. And what what was blessed about it, he said something that I really never thought about. He said, I would have been okay with on the sixth day when he created man that he set forth the plan. He said, but before he even created man, he had already predestined the plan for your life. So there's a plan, but there's a person that carries out the plan. But then there's a mm-hmm. plot which comes from the enemy. And he said that plot is that secret thing where people are coming against you. But then there's that performance, you know, where you have to get. But it was it was it was really, uh, really really good, and uh, enjoyed all of it. It's always so good. I hadn't seen my family in, in such a long time, and so it was uh, mm. really really good. And everybody got a chance to meet uh, my new friend, and uh, so you know. And so she she's actually with me, 
She's sitting over here in the car being quiet, but she's a little prophetess herself, and so she she's enjoyed uh, the family. You know, it's just amazing because um, it's just like, you know, she's been part of the family uh, forever, and everybody want to tell me how blessed I am. <laughs> so it's just a... Uh, just an amazing, uh, amazing trip. But you know, on that road, it's a long road back. But it's been, it's been really, <laughs> well, really good. Thanks be unto God, you're not making that long trip alone. So, amen. That's a blessing. I, I know it's so. It's tanned up here today. You want to give up? Yes, sir. I'm on the way to How y'all feeling today? Opportunity to greet everybody. We are wonderful. Y'all want to give a shout out again? I am so blessed. My boss Rochelle at Sam's Club always blessed me to take my lunch so I can talk to y'all, talk y'all to death. Love you. Love you. I want to shout out right real quick and just tell y'all how much I love you. So I'm here. Amen. 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 Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I was telling the um, audience at the beginning of the show, you know, I'm going to mute you for a moment just because I, I, I'm getting a lot of feedback from your travel. But um, I was telling the audience that um, you had a, a topic, and when you sent me what the topic was, it tied into exactly basically what God was giving me as I was setting the show up today. Um, because as I, I sent out the, the text to you guys and, and what you had on your heart to discuss, and as I was setting up the show, um, God gave me when life doesn't, or when life doesn't in your planned destiny, um, and then when you sent me what you did about saying Christ, so I'm a listen exactly how you said it because I'm not looking at the text right now, but it it just really gelled together because part of our issues when life does not align itself according to our plans, um, we tend to get upset. But if we are really living life in Christ and not just existing, then it's going to be all good anyway. So it just all really came together. So I'm going to let you talk about your topic and expand on it, and then we'll uh, we'll join in. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, sir and elder. It's respect. Um, what I was asking about was, are we living in Christ? Are we existing in Christ? And it's a big topic lately because I notice a lot of times when you speak to different people, they're just existing. And I know how possible that is because it took me so long to realize that there is a difference between living in Christ and existing in Christ. And what I mean by that is we talked last week actually of saying, what is God to us? Well, what is living in Christ to you opposed to existing in Christ? Are you just a churchgoer all the time? You just think because you go to church on Sundays that you got your church in for the week? So therefore, you're going to get to heaven, make it to heaven a little bit closer? Or do you, are you, when you go to church, are you getting something out of it? Are you making an effort every week or every day that you wake up to say, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to be glad and rejoice in it. I'm not going to just exist. I'm going to live in it. And that's the reason why I asked you that, Elder, for the topic today. Amen. That's that's powerful and that's real. You know that that is exactly real. Um, 
because we are living that abundant life. So, you know, think about the law of attraction. In Christ, good things of life attracted to us because they are attracted to the spirit of the living God that's within us. That's powerful. That's powerful. And that and you know what, Elder, that ties awesome. into that with the scripture that says, Seek ye the kingdom of God first and all its righteousness and all mm-hmm. other things mm-hmm. basically will follow you, will come to you. And mm-hmm. um and that's mm-hmm. powerful what you're saying and um, I heard you and DL speaking because because we do get caught up in this in this, in the everyday mundane, we get caught up, you know what I'm saying, just with the everyday just existing because you go to work every day, you do this, you do this, you do that. And then you go to church and some people go to church all day and then they'll still on Monday have no joy, have no victories, have no anything because they're so caught up in working that every day nine to five just to get, just to um, provide for that house that we bought just to put our things into because that's why we buy a house so we can put our things in it. And the bigger house, a lot of times the more stuff we buy because we think we need it to fill the rooms. So that came from a lot of times because it took me a long time, sis, to kind of realize um, that I was just existing. I wasn't truly living. And you can laugh. That's why it's, it's, I love when DL, when he cracks his jokes and stuff because people think because you're in Christ, you're not allowed to laugh. You're not allowed to have a good time or joke, and you do. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people I've noticed that I talk, a lot of times they won't go out anymore. They'll shut down. They won't even go out to dinner. Why won't you go out to dinner? Well, because I normally have a glass of wine with my dinner. And, and you know, now that I, you know, came before Christ, I can't have my wine. Um, I'm kind of lost. So now people begin to exist and not live in Christ. Does it kind of make sense? Absolutely. I had you on speaker, so I muted my phone because I didn't want to see that. Um, absolutely. It makes all the sense in the world. So you have me on speaker now. <laughs> this I'm getting I got it. I got you. I got you now. I had actually gotten the car, and it, it flew over to my Bluetooth, but I got you now. I'm on phone. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Okay. I can, and the feedback okay. is gone. Amen. But you know, you're you're absolutely right. I believe, and this I know was what what happened with me. Um, when I got saved, I I like just dived head first into everything God. I was watching Christian television. I was listening to Christian radio. I was reading my word, and it was like I had to surround myself with all things God. I released everything that was of the world I thought that was a part of my life because I needed to be literally reborn and regenerated and refreshed and renewed in God. So all those things that were once so important to me, I had to put aside because he had to become the most important part of my life, okay? Amen. And that was, it was necessary. It was absolutely necessary. As I grew in him and grew 
in in my relationship with him, then I realize it's okay every now and then if I listen to my oldies and good, but goodies. It's okay every once in a while if I decide I want a glass of red wine. It's not something that I do on the regular, and sometimes it may not happen for two or three years, and I just may just say, you know what, I would just really like a glass of wine. But it's nothing that I'm doing in excess. It's nothing that I'm doing to alter my being or who I am is just a relaxing moment, you know. But exactly. a lot of people don't understand how to balance that. So if you don't know how to balance it and understand that God still has to be foremost in front of everything that you do or say, then you need to leave that stuff alone. And it's not a punishment. It's God's way of getting you into that place where you need to be in him. Some people should never, ever drink a glass of wine because they know that that's a weakness for them and they have battled alcoholism. So you don't, Amen. Do, that. You don't do that if you know that you battle. You know what I'm saying? You have I to agree with that. Alcohol was never my problem because my mother was an alcoholic, so I really was never a big drinker. So it was never my problem. All right? My problem Amen. was drugs. And I don't do this. Amen. I don't do recreational drugs and no other kind of drugs in the Lord. So you see what I'm saying? It's like we I all have to know what our limitations are and what what is or is not acceptable for who we have become in the Lord. You know, Amen. So that does not stop me. I, I used to tell people when I got saved, my new drug of choice became prayer. It literally did. My life Amen. became prayer, okay, and it Amen. still today is, it is it's a huge, huge part of who I am, you know, because that is my time with my father. That is my intimate time. That is my time where I shut everything else out, and it's just me and him. Amen. And, and when you really think about it, when I was doing the drugs, I was trying to shut everything out because of the hurt and the pain that I was feeling and walking through. All right, so Amen. now God is taking that hurt and my pain away, so now I have my intimate time with him. I have no need for drugs. Amen. You know? So, but again, yes. you know, we have to realize who we are. So, see, this what you are saying as far as living in Christ and existing in Christ, it is huge difference. It is a huge, huge difference. Living in Christ is that life of abundance. Existing in Christ, you're still walking in fear. You're walking in religiosity. You're, you're, you, you have not stretched your wings to fly. Amen. And that's what Christ gives you the ability to do, to soar, to stretch your wings out and to soar and to be all Amen. that God has called you to be. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. I like that. I like just how you put it. And, and I hope the listeners are listening to just what you're saying. It, we, we're not saying that um, go out there, oh, I can have wine now, if you know you have an alcoholic problem. Well, that's not, wouldn't be a wise thing yeah. to do. But, you know, I remember one yeah. time, sis, um, a young lady, uh, one woman that I work with, she um, went to a holiness church. And um, no makeup, you know, um, couldn't, you know, couldn't dye her hair. You know, I'm just thinking, and I'm not knocking it. Please hear me. I'm not knocking that. But I remember asking her one day, did God tell you, you know what I'm saying, don't do it? And we had a long conversation about that. And she said, Tanya, I'm going to be honest with you. My makeup was my everything. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't have on my makeup, my whole day was ruined. 
And I'll say, well, then you did right because you were in bondage to it. So you stopped wearing it. Okay, I can understand that. But, you know, it really disturbs me, like you're saying, a lot of times you think because you're in Christ, what, you can't wear high heels anymore? You can't wear something nice anymore? Um, no, it's not about um, showing your um, your hips and your, and your, and your um, thighs or, or, or whatever. I'm not saying that. But it's still okay and appropriately to dress nice for Christ and to feel good about you as an individual within yourself. Because I tell people the reason why I do what I do, because Christ, he – he made me. He created me. So when I go out, I like to represent him the way that I feel I'm representing him. And it may not be somebody else's way, but it's my way. And I'm just telling, you know, so, so long it took me, sis, so long to finally get it and go, Christ does love me. He's not angry at me. I still go out there and laugh and have a good time. It's okay to go to a movie. It's okay. Now, if you're going to be out there now, don't get me wrong, and you're going to put on something slim, sexy, and showing everything, you going out to the club and you hanging around, swinging around a pole, and then you're in church the next morning telling, up in the pulpit telling people how Christ is well, and what they shouldn't do, then it might be a conflict there. But Absolutely. I just believe it's about keeping Absolutely. real with Christ. You know what I'm saying, Seth? Just being real with Christ of who you yeah. are and, and ask him to remove anything that is not like him away from your life. Stop looking at everybody else, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to tell people, because sometimes they do. I remember one time, sis, I, I, um, you know, we, we had the same godmother. I could tell people, Mother Axton, and I remember one day I said to her, man, I want to be like you. She said, stop that. Don't put me on that pedestal. I don't want to be on that pedestal. And I kept saying, yeah, but you're so awesome. And it just seemed like you just don't never mind. She said, you don't know that. You don't want to be like me. You want to be how Christ designed mm-hmm. you to be. Because, see, one thing about it is mm-hmm. I heard somebody say this, sis, about Anna Nicole. They said ever since she was young in school, she always said, I want to be Marilyn Monroe. I want to be Marilyn Monroe. And that's who she looked like, basically. That's the sex symbol before she left here. But guess what she did? She wanted to be so much like Marilyn Monroe, she died the same life as Marilyn Monroe. The drugs, the, mm-hmm. the sadness, the everything. So what I'm trying to tell people is, no, I don't want to be like Beyonce. I don't, I don't want anything that Beyonce has. I want what Christ has for me. Now, I may not ever make it to the level of Beyonce, but then I'm going to tell people like this. You don't know what it takes and what Beyonce is really going through. Because on the outside, it looks like everything is glimmering. But, uh, and, and what they say, but everything that glimmer ain't gold. And everything that shines because it's on your hand doesn't mean it's a real diamond. Okay? So that's what I'm trying to tell people right now. Know who you are in Christ. And then you can start living in Christ and not just existing in Christ. Very true. Very true. You know, we're all very unique individuals. And once we learn to embrace our own uniqueness, then we'll be much happier in life. It's not about being somebody else. I am the absolute best Coilette Yvonne Sparks hyphen James you will ever meet. Okay. Okay. Nobody okay. can beat me being me, and I'm not trying to be anybody else because, see, God put unique talents and, and predisposed issues and things within me that he needed to reach the people that he wants me to reach. He put different unique talents and issues in you to reach the people you need to reach. 
you know, we are all different. We all, sometimes, you know, we'll meet people and we have similarities, you know, like personalities. We may like enjoy doing different things and stuff, but there are unique differences in who we are. None of us are robotic in the fact that we are the same person. Even um, identical twins have distinctly different personalities, you know, and that's uh-huh. by design. That's Amen. by design. I tell people that my husband and I are polar opposites, and he's here, by the way. I'm so happy to say my hubby is right here in the room with me, which is a blessing. Hi, but um, <laughs> hey, honey, budget. <laughs> It brings balance, you know, because we are polar opposites, God put us together so we can balance each other out, you know. I agree so, with that. And, and I'll, never, I'll never forget this. We had just married for the second time. It was probably maybe six months into the marriage or whatever, and we were having some disagreements. Um, and we went to church that night. It was on a Wednesday night. And I, I've shared this before. But it's, this is so pertinent to me, and I, it's never left me. So this is like 22 years ago. Um, we were at church. We went to prayer. And as we turned and walked out, now we both in church mad, but we there, okay? We turned and walked to walk out when prayer was over with, and our pastor stopped us. And these were his words. He said, God says, stop saying you don't need the other one. Because he That's put powerful. something in each of you that the other one needs. Now, I can't speak for my husband. Don't know what was going through his mind that day, but I know what was in mine. And it was like, you know what, I don't even need this. I really don't need this. And in fact, I was like, God, I told you I didn't want this. Really? Seriously? I'm going through this? What? <laughs> but when my That's powerful. spoke back, when he spoke, it, it resounded within me. And I never, ever, ever again, and it's like I said, it's been almost 23 years, said to myself or to anybody, I don't need him because God has spoken. There is something within him that I need to bring glory to God. And likewise, there's something in me that he needs to bring glory to God, which is why God said this thing must be and brought us together. So you guys are speaking to our marriage out there right now. You know, please recognize that if God said that's your mate, kind of like what the the preacher told me when I was getting ready to go to divorce court again, (laughs) just like if God said that was your mate, then you better not, you better not be running around in your mind talking about you don't need them and this, that, and the other because that's the flesh speaking and not the spirit of God. The spirit of God has purpose for it. Spirit of God has purpose for it. And the quicker you yield to the Spirit of God and allow Him to work His purpose out in and through you and your mate, the quicker that the beautiful things that God has called you to will materialize. We halt our own blessings by walking in the flesh and stating what we do and do not want. Wow. That's real. That's powerful. That's really powerful. I think we can do another show on that. You know what? I'm a, I want to mm-hmm. say something, Elder. This is really powerful about what you just said because, you know, I tell people we only we remember tragic things or impactful things. Everything else in between we almost kind of forget. But I remember a long time working mm-hmm. at the hotel, 
at the Flamingo Hilton, and I met this couple. They were an old couple, and they were on their 50th, 55th wedding anniversary. And my reply to him was, how did you do it? He said, can I tell you something? She's a necessity. I said, what? Mm. I need her. I need her to survive. And I thought, no, you don't. All you need is Christ. He said, no, Christ first. But as my wife, she's a necessity. And that keeps my respect for her, <clears throat> excuse me, in line and in order with God. Wow. And I'm mm. saying that because I think what happens, what you just said, Elder, is, sis, is that we lose track. We get angry or we look around at everybody else and it seems like sister such and such husband does so much more than such and such. He opens the door mm. for her. Mine used to open the door for me. He don't open the door for me no more. See, we compare. But when we stop comparing mm-hmm. and value what we really have, then it mm. then it's all it, it makes all together a purpose. That's what I tell people. You ever notice when you go, I'm looking for a new car. Man, I remember when I was looking for my car, I says, I didn't hardly see any of them on the street until I bought one. I was like, do everybody in Augusta own a black kid? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even see white kids. I'm like, do everybody have a black one? It's to the point when I go to the grocery mm-hmm. store, I'm trying to get in the wrong car. But what I'm saying is, my car may look like everybody else's, but I take care of my car totally different, where somebody else mm-hmm. may not. Or somebody else may be even more fanatical than I am. So what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. that's how you look at yourself. And you have to ask yourself the question, I'm only existing in Christ because, or I'm, I know I'm living in Christ because. And ask you, I think that everybody else should ask that question, sis. I agree. I agree. You know, it's, it's vital to know who we are, you know what I'm saying, and what God has called us to. That's why I said your question so tied in to what God was speaking to my heart about, you know, what do we do when our plans for our destiny does not flow, you know, the way we think it should. It's not about our plans. It's not about our destiny. What has God spoken? What has he called you to? What is it that he has prepared for you? Because listen to me, when you try to go off the beaten path that God has laid out for you and do it yourself, then you have walked out of the path of your blessings because, see, along the path that he has lit the way for you, he has provided for you. He has called things into existence that you need. And when you get off of that path, then, you know, you, 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 you miss the blessings that were on the path. That's like if I were to tell you to get on 20, Interstate 20, and you know the Interstate 20 will take you from Augusta to Atlanta, and all along the way, I have predetermined and predestined special little things that will encourage you. You'll see another sign that says, take this exit and go to that hotel right there because I have prepared the way for you and you can spend the night there. You know, you'll see things along the way that has already been taken care of. It's not going to cost you anything. I've already made the way for you. But if I tell you to get on 95 and go to Atlanta from Augusta, you're never going to get to Atlanta. 
you're going to wind up either in South Carolina or you're going to wind up down in Florida, but you'll never get to Atlanta. So you're never going to get the blessings that I have laid out on the road for you on the way to Atlanta. We have to understand that. God has predetermined our destiny, but he has made a way for us to and a path for us to journey along there that he has provided along that path. I know you and DL tease me all the time because I'll jump up and I'll move or I'll hit the road in a heartbeat, but I do it when God says move. And I've never, never failed in what he's called me to when I do it no, when God says move. He makes provision. He makes provision. Amen. I agree with that, sir. We have to. I agree. Yeah. That's an awesome thing. So, baby, you sitting over there bouncing your head. You want to tune in and chime in? And no, he said no. He doesn't want to comment. Amen. Amen. We are in Miami getting ready to get on this cruise ship on tomorrow for the Daughter Skills and Season Retreat. I am so, so happy about it and so excited for what God has planned for his daughters. You know, and this is part of living that abundant life in Christ and taking that, that pre pre planned road that he already has called us to. It, it's an amazing thing to me. Living in Christ, girl, it is an amazing life. It is an amazing life. Because you know what? He has these wonderful little um diversions to the everyday toil and, and struggle and, and warfare that we go through. He has these phenomenal diversions that he'll call us aside to so that we can just get in his presence and he can bless us. And so I just, you know, girl, I, 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 I'm thankful to live my life in Christ and not just exist in it. I totally agree with that, Seth. And, and, you know, I think people think because you're in Christ that, you know, in order to live, that you have to live like Joel Osteen or T.D. Jakes or Joyce Myers. No, your calling may not be in that field like that, but why don't you start where you mm-hmm. are? I tell people, we, I think mm-hmm. we said it so many times since on the radio, if you've got a problem talking to people, then don't call yourself a preacher. Because then you're going to have a problem really? getting that pulpit, you know. And, um, right. again, and that's why I tell people, if you ask the Father in the beginning to lead you in the direction that he has for you to go for your life so that you can live in him and not exist in him, you will literally start seeing mm-hmm. your life start taking a different, like you're saying, says a different turn. Because if you're mm-hmm. trying to bake a cake, and you and I remember one time my grandmother bakes everything from scratch. One day says she was like, I don't have no cake flour. Could you go get me? So I went and just give me a box cake. Well, my grandmother thought she could take that box cake and still add what she normally adds to her scratch cake. And it didn't turn out right. And it didn't turn out right because there's an element to everything that you do. It already has everything in the mm-hmm. pre mixed cake where you got to add everything to the cake. So that's why I'm telling people right mm-hmm. now, I'm trying to add extra to your life that don't even need to be there. I'm only t- telling you from the mistakes that I've made. You know, you be trying to tell our kids mm-hmm. and stuff now. I'm not telling you something I think. I'm telling you something I know. 
And and I and I right. really want people. I heard Oprah say this one time, sis, and it, it and it quickened in my spirit. She said, "Find out what your passion is quickly, quickly, so you can start walking in." Mm-hmm. She said quickly. She didn't just say, find out what your passion is so you can start walking in it. She said, find out what your passion is, what you're good at, quickly. Because that means you don't have a lot of time like we did before. Oh, I'm going to wait time about 25, 30. I'll probably try to have it figured out by then. Start now. Mm-hmm. Start living mm-hmm. every day now. Because of your obedience, sis, and I've, I've, I've basically grown with you. So everything that you say, I'm here, it's always a blessing because I'm here to go. That's the truth. And I've seen you no matter what. And, and times have been hard. Yeah, maybe a couple of scrapes or knee bumps or whatever. But you have still always maintained your relationship. If you've gotten off track, I'll say sometime, where my, I'll call, where my sister at? She's in lock-in for a week. And I have literally gone to the church and seen you up all night at the altar before Christ and you don't come out for seven days or 21 days. I've seen it. So I know most people may think that that's the extreme for them, but this is what I'm going to say. What would you, if it was your favorite entertainer coming, then you would go to the extremes mm-hmm. to make sure you get in that line in time to get that ticket because you want to be in the front row. You go to the extremes to make sure that you got the money to pay for that $200 ticket sometimes. You go buy you a new outfit, get your hair and your nails and your feet done like that entertainer can see you. See, we'll do that for people in the world, but we won't invest it in the kingdom of God for Christ. Another show, another time. Because if that, the reason why we do that is because we're just existing. We truly ain't living. That's the truth. That's the truth. You know, whatever, like you said, whatever is important to you, you'll make sacrifices for, you'll make commitment to, and you'll make sure that it goes forth, okay? So like you said, what, and that's, that's the question, um, that's the secondary question to your question, what is your passion? What is important to you? To me, my relationship with God supersedes everything, absolutely everything. I love my husband, I love my children, I love my grandbabies and great-grandbabies, but my relationship with God precedes all of that. He is the most important thing in my life. And I understand that because of that, my commitment to him has to reflect that. And then when I allow him to take that preeminence, preeminence, then he puts everything else in line because it's going to be him to take care of my marriage and be in the focal point of my marriage. It's going to take him to take care of my children when they're not on the straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be on him to be who he says he is to my generations, to my seed seed. What people don't understand is what I do, I don't just do for me. I do for my generations. I do for my generations because my time here is limited, and they can't live off of mom and them's prayers. They're going to have to have their own relationship with the Father, but it's my responsibility to be that example on what that relationship will net them. They need to see it lived out and walked out before them. 
you know. And my grandson, Mishima, right now, who's in Atlanta, he now tells me, he's 26 years old, but he now tells me, Granny, I used to think y'all were crazy. Okay, because you'd be doing this, you'd be doing that, and it was all about God this and God that and whatever, and I just did not understand, and I thought you was crazy. He said, but now I understand because I see. I see the results of it. I see how your life is, you know, and now that he is seeking his own personal relationship with God, he is the one giving glory to God. He that's is the powerful. one that's recognizing there's nothing coming in. It's nobody but God that's keeping and sustaining him. That's so powerful. somebody has to walk it out before you. Just like you said, we have Mother Atkinson to walk it out before us. And let me say this that's to powerful. our listeners, because this is really, really important. And I heard this in my spirit when you were talking about um, um, Anna Nicole and, and wanting to be like Marilyn Monroe. And, and about um, Joel, people wanting to be Joel Osteen and T.D. Jason, whatever. You only see what the camera shows you in their lives. Amen. Never forget that. You only see what the camera shows you in their lives. You don't see them when they get out of the pulpit. You don't see them when they're home in their distress time. You don't see them when all is not well. You don't them when everybody is coming against them. All you see is what the camera shows you. That's so that's why it's so important not to strive to be somebody you're seeing on television. But it's important to strive to be all that you can be in who God says you are. That's Amen. 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 And you know, that is so powerful. Like you're saying, it's just, you know, people, we need to ask the Lord to waken us up again, to to give us a fresh anointing again, to to breathe on us again, breathe his life on us again. And that's an everyday thing because it, it, yes, what yes. happens in one day sometimes, isn't it enough, though, sis, sometimes? I tell people, I know people laugh at me. I remember one time I used to go to the altar pastor go, Pastor Atkinson go, come to Christ right now, and I'll take off running. i never forget it, every time. And my sister said, how many times are you going to keep running to that altar up there? I said, until I know that I got it, and I know that I know that I know that I know I got it right. Because every time I ran, I was saying, I need you again. I need you more. Mm-hmm. It's okay mm-hmm. if you keep going mm-hmm. to the altar. It's okay if it seems like you're the only one going to the altar for prayer. You keep going until you know that you know that you know that that thing has been worked out on your behalf. That's what I tell people. I think, you know, because we look around, sis, sometimes. I used to. And I hope I'm speaking to somebody out there. Man, I used to walk around and I hear the pastor and I knew that it, it was, he was speaking to my spirit. I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. But I look around, and if I didn't see nobody else go up to the altar, I was like, I ain't going up there, then everybody going to know my business. They're going to think, you know what I'm saying? I don't even care now. Mm-hmm. You can think whatever you want to think, because I am running That's to right. that altar. Running. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. It's, it's an awesome thing to know that you can go to him. You know, to know that no matter what it is that you have done, there is no wrong so hard, horrendous that you can't go to your father. You know, 
that's that is that's I think that's one of the reasons why the story of the prodigal son is one of my favorites in the Word of God. And out of that whole story, my favorite line, my favorite passage in that story is when he said, and when he came to himself. When he came to himself. Because so many of us have been out so far out there that we didn't even know who we were. And all of a sudden, one day, we woke up and we came to ourselves. We recognized and realized that we were in the pig pen eating slop. We didn't even know what we were. We didn't even know what we were doing. But one day, that appointed day, all of a sudden, you woke up out of your slumber. You woke up out of wherever that distant place was, and you realize, you know what? I got a father. And and the prodigal son was like, even the slaves, the servants at my father's house is doing better than what I'm doing right here. I'm going to go back home, and I'll just be one of the higher shelf. But at least I won't be eating slop and slipping in the, in the pig pen. We have to get to that place that we come to ourselves. No matter, no matter what you have done, stop existing in life. Stop existing in Christ. Come to the Father so that you can truly live a fulfilled life. Because until you fulfill that destiny and the plans that God has for your life, your life will not be fulfilled. We have talked about this on another show, that how how, how often people succeed in someone else's assignment and fail in their own because they are so busy trying to be over here in your business and and doing what you were called to do before you can do it that they fail to do what they were called to do. So you are a success over here in my business, but you're a failure over there in what God called you to be and called you to do. And so when you get to heaven, you're going to be called accountable for what he gave you to do that you let go. So busy trying to do something else or live someone else's life. It's time to wake up and come to yourself and recognize and realize that there is a destiny, a predetermined destiny that you have been called to. And like D.L. was saying earlier, that the pastor was ministering it wasn't just that that destiny began after the day when God created man. That destiny was put in place before he created anything. To think about it, God is a strategic and a purposeful God. So he created the heavens and the earth and the trees and the lakes and the streams and the animals and the food and all that you would need so that when he created you and put you in the midst of it, you would already be sustained and cared for. So he created all of this because he already had your your predetermined destiny in mind. God's an incredible God. He is incredible, not to be taken lightly. Now, you said, you mentioned how I do the shut-in. Some people, it does not take all of that. They don't feel it takes all of that. They're not going to do all of that. They're not going to go into days of prayer and fasting and all of that. That's fine because... Since I 
Okay, so I'm not quite sure what happened. I got disconnected and kicked out. I am back. I am back, and we still have six minutes to go in the show. Um, Anyway, I'm just saying that the things that it may take for me is not always what it may take for someone else and vice versa. So we should never judge another on how they choose to to remain um, in the Lord and get their strength and be renewed. Are you there with me, my sister? I'm here with you, sis. I'm on. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So um, anyway, so I, yeah, I, I, that's all I was saying is that. I feel like a lot of times that the only reason why, again, I'm going to say this again, because I just feel that the reason why we're still existing, because we don't know who we are in Christ. And a lot of times I believe that the enemy don't want you to know who you are in Christ. I believe that a lot of us and a lot of you out there, he's peeked into your future and he's seen how powerful and great you are. So the longer he can get you just feeling like you're nothing in Christ. See, because a lot of us don't feel like, oh, because I can just minister to a couple of people, I'm not powerful, so I'm not needed. You're needed. The the what they Absolutely. say, the laborers the harvest is much, but the laborers are few. We need more laborers. And I don't need to be on a pedestal or a stage. I would love to get paid those millions of dollars. But let me just say this how God gives me my inheritance. He gives it to me, and he stores it up, and he trinkles it down for me. So he always makes sure that I'm okay. So you may not be getting paid that Joyce Myers money or whatever, and please understand this, and, I, and this might be another story, sis. Too much is given, much is required. You don't know yeah. what they have to go through. I've, I've heard Joyce Myers exactly. say one time, she said, I was on my way on the stage one time, and I stumped my toe and broke my toe. But I had to still go out there. Even with my foot hurting, standing up, you don't know a lot of times what people have to go through because they, their commitment is to Christ, and the, and and mm-hmm. they know what they have to pull off. Because I know some of you out right. there, you get a, a common headache, and you're calling to work for a week. So if you are that person, mm-hmm. then you might not be a Joyce Myers. That's not downing you. That's just knowing who you are in Christ and take what God has given you, and He will make mm-hmm. much out of it to whatever great extent that he has it for the glory of him and not you. Amen. Amen. That's so true. That's why I say don't get caught up in what you see on TV. <laughs> you know, as they say, don't don't get caught up in the hype. And don't get caught up in people telling you how wonderful you are. You know, don't believe the hype. I'm serious. You know, I, I am one um I, I'm, I'm a typical woman as anybody, and women, we, we, we enjoy compliments. Uh, you know, thank you for telling me I look nice. That's a wonderful thing. I enjoy compliments. But when you are repetitive and I feel that you just smoke, blowing smoke up my butt, it's not, it really is not benefiting you or me because I'm not receiving it at that point. You know, if I have somebody that's constantly up in my face trying to tell me something about how wonderful I am, I have issues with that. I really do because I don't trust that. And the reason I don't is because I know who I am. I know me. I know all my flaws. I know my strengths, but I also know my weaknesses. I know my good and my high points, but I also know them deep, dark, low points. 
okay? So I'm never going to get caught up in the hype just because somebody is just all over me. You are so wonderful. No, I'm not. And that's not, you know what I'm saying, that's not trying to put me down. My self-esteem is very healthy, okay? I'm very confident in who I am. But at the same time, I realize and recognize that I have flaws. I do a lot of interviewing on my job. And when I interview people, my one of my things that I tell them is I don't look for perfection in people because no one is a perfect person. We all make mistakes, so I'm not looking for perfection. But I do look for a spirit of excellence, which means I look for you to be the very best that you can be. And that's how I view myself. I am going to try to be the very best that I can be. But I even know at my very best I still have some issues. So, you know, we have to understand that these people that we may want to put up on a pedestal and idolize and I want to be like you when I grow up and all of that stuff, mm-mm. you've got to make sure that you don't make idols out of a facade what you see on the outside because you don't know what's going on on the inside. That's really important, really important. All right, sis, we're down to a minute and a half, so I'm going to let you take the floor and do your do. What I want to say, um, um, sis, is a lot of us need to sometimes be careful what we're watching, be careful what we're listening to, be careful what we're seeing. A lot of us watch television or do different things, and we look at the glamour and the glistening and all that, and it's so easy to get your spirit off. It's so hard when you feel like you're you're, you're um you're on a mission or, or doing what Christ has called you, and then you see somebody else, life takes off a little bit different than, than yours. No, don't stop thinking that it's always because you did something wrong. It's just that your life is not theirs, and Christ has you headed in another direction. So I just want to tell everybody I love them, and I pray that, again, are you existing or are you living for Christ? Ask yourself and find it out as soon as possible and get with it. And I love everybody. Amen, amen. Good topic, sis. I love you, too. Um, And in a few weeks, we're going to have some really exciting news for our listeners, so we're going to just kind of put that out there. (laughs) We're not going to announce it yet. We have everything in place, but it's going to be very, very exciting. Anyway, I love you much. I pray that you guys have an incredible week in the Lord. We'll be back with you next um, Sunday night. And I am headed to the high seas. I'm so, so, so excited. Oh, my God. God so jealous. We're coming. Um, so jealous. <laughs> next year, you have to come with us. You know I will. I'm going to be there. I'm going to give you my money now for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right. You be blessed, my sister. I love you much. I love you, beautiful. Be blessed. Let's keep it real
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.